Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at an Old Testament passage and its application to our lives. Welcome to the hilarious Being Lutheran podcast. <laughs> hilarious, awkward. Hilarious, um, yeah. Moment of silence for the hearing impaired listening to our program. <laughs> we're we're really battling it today in this uh, recording session. Yeah. I, honestly, we're, we're having too material much fun. I think we actually miss each other. I, I know fun. I don't yeah. want to get all like mushy, but it, mm-hmm. I do. I miss you guys. Yeah. We don't. We do this once a month, and mm-hmm. obviously, we're doing family and ministry right. and stuff. And we so need to like. Have it's lunch kind of or a safe place good. because you know you get in the studio, you shut the doors, and. We are pastors because we're talking about something we mm-hmm. love, but we're actually operating more as believers in Christ mm-hmm. right. and disciples. And I don't know some of the pressures of mm-hmm. of the world kind of get shut up for a couple hours. And I think I, I see it as a, as a sanctuary moment in a way mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we can just kind of flip it off for a bit and just talk about something we love. Yeah, you know, and something that's encouraging. And so, in reality, right today at this recording session, we've talked way more about British entertainment than we have about the six <laughs> petition. Good show, good job. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's good. It is good, but you know, and it's it's good to to laugh, and because we're both all probably all three of us are insensitive, in, in, not insensitive, but we're like total. Nerds I'm insensitive. And geeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, maybe we're kind of geeks told. and nerds, or our sense of humor is probably a little bit more. Yeah. I. Everything taste, I do uh, is a taste that's the acquired. acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And it is. And, or and, ignored taste, yeah. either. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, no, I love British TV for sure. So, all right. So, how can we, what? It'd be cool if we, if there was a British TV episode on the story oh, that yeah. we're talking about. I was going to say, what a way. And, well, we can, now we can segue right into Joseph yes. and Potiphar's wife. Hey, right. <laughs> there you go. We've probably seen it played out in. In entertainment things. Yeah, yeah just yeah. don't read it like in Cockney. That would be really distracting. <laughs> that would just like be massively distracting. Read it in Minnesotan. Uh, I'll try. I'm, yeah, you're from Illinois. I, That's why you say I'm yeah. Illinoisan. Just read it yeah, normally sure. so we don't Nor- get accused normally. of blasphemy. <laughs> right, yes. But that's assuming uh, all Minnesotans are Norwegian, and that's... I think it's like 99.9% of them. Are you sure? Uh, probably not. I don't think uh, so. Maybe 99.7%. Not in Minneapolis, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> in my sphere of influence. Yeah, yeah, maybe down by you, but not yeah. not up in North Minneapolis at all. Right, so. South Minneapolis is no, different I, than no, Golden Valley. It's a beautiful, no. diverse, oh, diverse yeah. melting plot. I absolutely love North Minneapolis. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, we are getting into our Old Testament text. Next episode will be the New Testament text, dealing with the sixth petition, Lead Us Not Into Temptation. And we have chosen the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, right. Vocation. Should Just got to like say that. I'll put some like heavy theatrical bomb. Right. Hey, we'll, yeah. I, I guarantee you we'll get to vocation today. Say, we, we haven't touched on vocation too much. Other than, Did we even say it last time? We, we just mentioned I, it facetiously. Randomly, yeah. yeah. To get yes. out of an awkward pause, yeah, you right. just said vocation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that yes. brings us back. It was our anchor to return yeah. back to the show. Yes, yes. Good. Oh. It's, the, it's, it's the beacon that shows us the way home. That's funny. Oh, man. Somewhere Gene's even smiling. 
or head desking over and over and over oh, again. Right. We we could start this whole thing like in a world yeah. full of temptation and sin, a man comes who's pure in the Lord and oh, faithful man. in his vocation. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe right. we should just start again. Yeah, right. so read, just read the Bible. And, right. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Man. Bible. So we are wrestling with how much to read because we could read the whole chapter really yeah. in Genesis thirty nine. And uh, we're just going to read a portion of that. But I guess a little bit of the backstory. Joseph was sold into slavery. By his uh, brothers. By his brothers. Uh, Potiphar, a leader in Egypt, uh, uh, purchased him as a slave. And Joseph was faithful in his calling as a slave. Yeah, he was good at what he did. And yeah. Potiphar trusted him implicitly. And, right. and, and that's, the, yep. that's the environment that these next verses fall under. Right. That's, that's, that's Potiphar, a backdrop. Potiphar yeah. has given him his complete trust. And I know we'll talk more about this as we get mm-hmm. into the text. But the most extraordinary thing about Joseph is, yes, he defended himself, but he obeyed the laws of the land, mm-hmm. even though they were unjust for him. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty extraordinary Submissive. thing. Submissive. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Cool. Sounds like Daniel. All right, um, so Genesis 39, starting at verse 6B, not A. Don't, no, I'm just, <laughs> all right. Not to be confused with A or C. Yes. All right, so it says, Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, like Brian. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word! Heresy! Just kidding. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yes, you should repent because you just bear Ooh. false witness against your neighbor right there. That's funny. All right. <laughs> We're not even on a network and we just got canceled. No, right? <laughs> I, need a, I need a dump button. Like that oh, seven buddy. second dump button nice. right now. Uh, all right. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eye on Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in, my, in the house. And he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am. Nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Mm. And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. She's not talking about bearing false witness there. No. no. Uh, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out, out, out of the house. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, he had fled out of the house. She called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out. He left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came in to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. Um, I think I'll just I'll stop at that point. Yeah, you can stop there, and and what goes on from there is Potiphar hears mm-hmm. uh, his wife and throws Joseph in Believes prison. Believes the accusation. Yeah, yep. maybe. maybe. Well, there's <laughs> we, we, if we if we circle around to it, I I heard an interesting theory that me not being a Hebrew guy. Uh, sure. Uh, I have a pastor who thinks Potiphar threw Joseph into prison to protect him. Hmm. How. 
Was how so? Or so we're not going to run back to it. We'll just do it now. Sure, just so get it out of your system. Potiphar is the is the chief of Pharaoh's guard, mm. which means he would have been head of the prison he threw Joseph into. So he thinks, and I, this is nothing of nothing other than speculation, that the 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 mm. head of the prison who immediately and randomly trusts Joseph to do all things is Potiphar. Hmm. And he he had greater details than that. But yeah, no, I remember okay, that. Well. I think I think wasn't that part of one of our seminary classes where they talked no, about. I that? just no. recently heard a pastor tell this to me. Oh, but, because I've heard the same thing from yeah. people, and, and again, you, it's right that it's speculation, but mm-hmm. um, he definitely could have been thrown into a worse type of prison. And Paul was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. He could. Mm-hmm. You know. It's. I, I think something behind this theory is that in ancient Egypt this sort of offense for a slave would have been a, a death penalty. Mm. And because Joseph was so beneficial to Potiphar, he just hit him away, hit him away yeah. in the depths of the prison to keep him safe. That mm. It is as speculative as you sure. possibly can get, but it's appealing uh, to put the best construction mm-hmm. on Potiphar. Sure. Who, I mean, had nothing really to do with this other than his wife give a false accusation mm-hmm. against Joseph. So, sure. Well, and that type of mentality, you know, if we're thinking about it, you know, of mm-hmm. the wife here, Potiphar's wife. Yep. That doesn't just happen like out of the blue. That's a characteristic that's probably uh, that's been a, present along the way. So mm-hmm. it's it's an a reasonable it's a reasonable assumption, but it is mm-hmm. an assumption. And the point here oh. is that Joseph sought to honor God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, in a situation that many men would fall into. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, yep. and how that temptation uh, was overcome mm-hmm. because of his dependency and his integrity for the Lord, the Lord God. Yeah. Yeah. This is a situation for Joseph that he could have easily, just because of the power of Potiphar's wife's position and because of his master's implicit trust, he could have fallen into Mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know. Nobody would have known about it. Nobody would have known about it. And uh, he doesn't go there. He, he demonstrates that he's a man of integrity. Mm-hmm. But I think the key, the interpretive key for this passage for how it relates to our content, but how it relates to how we understand it is his quote, how can I do this great wickedness mm-hmm. and sin against God? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that is the proper perspective mm-hmm. when we're faced with temptation. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and and he absolutely was a he was in his so vocation. We could, we could say that same sentence about any temptation, literally yeah. anything. And in his vocation, he was being faithful. Mm-hmm. He was loving his neighbor, his master, and in fact, he was loving his neighbor, his master's wife, by not falling into her temptation with her. And and like you said, Brian, this is probably a character quality that belongs to her. Mm-hmm. So you know, she was probably Potiphar probably knew, yeah. Her, <laughs> well, I mean, ways. and in David's sin, which is he he didn't mm-hmm. resist another mm-hmm. man's wife, and yeah. in his his psalm of repentance against you, Lord, and you only have I yep. sinned yeah, and right. evil thing. in your sight. Yep. And so that is mm-hmm. the thought. You're absolutely right, mm-hmm. and it is against the Lord whom we sin, and it's not mm-hmm. necessarily it is toward other people, and it, it impacts other people, and most certainly there is no such thing as a victimless sin. There's no such thing as mm-hmm. that, but all sin is a sin against the Lord God. Yep. Yep. And and in this case for Joseph, he suffered for 
more years. I think mm-hmm. it's at least three more years mm-hmm. because he meets the the baker and the cupbearer, yep. and then the baker forgets about him for like three years, yeah, right? Right. Um, With their uh, their dreams. Yep. Yeah. But what we know is, in thankfully. For our spiritual welfare, we have the conclusion of this this story is that the uh, Joseph is restored and he can confess in faith to his brothers instead of out of bitterness. He can con- confess in faith what you meant for evil, yep. God intended for good. Mm-hmm. Man, just the disposition to stay there. Because even while he's in prison, you know, Joseph mm-hmm. could have been throwing a huge pity party for himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. his brothers sold him into slavery, threw him in the in the pit and and made him look like he was killed and was mm-hmm. sent off to a foreign land, became a slave, got mm-hmm. falsely accused. And here, while he's in prison, he could see that two prisoners were downtrodden. He had the wherewithal to actually acknowledge that the baker... And, and the other guy, cupbearer, yeah, cupbearer, mm-hmm. were downtrodden. Like, what's going on, guys? What's wrong with you? When he could have been totally focused on himself, he was actually focused on loving his neighbor mm-hmm. as himself, and that's an extraordinary thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I sometimes trace the Joseph story arc from beginning to end, since we know it well. Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself, where do I give up? Hmm. Where you know, if if I'm in the exact situations, at what point would I? Yeah, mm-hmm. given up yeah, right. and had turned against God. And yep, then maybe yep. even bring it into application and say, where have I given up where yeah, I should well, right. Yeah, yep. it's, yep. You, you, I mean, Joseph's faith puts me to shame. Mm-hmm. Amen. Absolutely. His to me, in, I'm saying yeah. it for myself. His, yeah. in, his integrity puts me to shame. Yep. His, all of this puts me to shame. Yep. And the, the confession at the end of the Genesis, you know, it's Genesis 40-something, where he says God intended this for mm-hmm. good, and he loves his brother. Yep. That's comfort. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that it, it reminds me to go back to God with my faith mm-hmm. instead of with just my doubts and my fears. Now, we have doubts and fears. We're directed to go back to God. Mm-hmm. We're directed to uh, pour them out on God. And when that happens in the Psalms and in other places, God grants mm-hmm. us the faith to sustain us when that happens. But you know, do I? Do I? start to falter when I'm stuck in the bottom of the cistern? Do I start to falter when I'm being carried across the desert by the Ishmaelites? Uh, I mean, the, the Potiphar's wife situation, mm-hmm. the the prison, right. the extra three years in the prison, all of this happens. Or if you make it through all of that, do you take the first opportunity you have when your brothers show up on the scene and execute every one of them? Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But... Th- you look back at what Luther says about temptation and the nature of temptation. You look back at the examples and, and we're directed to faith in God. We're directed to mm-hmm. thankfulness. We're, yep. You know, that's the whole point of it. And I think that's, it's worth pursuing and studying this passage in scripture from that angle. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just a love that transcends human wisdom and knowledge because uh, the the scripture you look you're, you're talking about is in chapter fifty, you know, when Joseph responds, you know, the brothers like, okay, our dad's dead, he's going to come against yeah. us and he's going to cause us for harm. But Joseph said to them, "Do not fear, for I am I am in the place of am I in the place of God? Mm-hmm. Meaning that he's it vengeance is for the Lord. Am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive." 
as they are today. Uh, So don't fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them, and he did so to his abusers. Mm Mm-hmm. That's an extraordinary love. That's yeah. It's supernatural. It is and, right. You know, we, so we can look at the outcome. I think it'd do us well to look a little bit at the temptation too. Yeah, I was going to say we need to get into that a little bit. The, the principle here again is Joseph simply fled. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, run away. It's, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all these bad music know. and show references <laughs> he, we do. He, yeah, he's Sorry. Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, you know, is, is it James that says flee from the devil? Yeah. yeah. Resist know? the devil and he will, he will flee from you. Yeah. yeah. Well, but there's the, the instructions of flee is Joseph did the only thing he could in temptation mm-hmm. is he ran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, I think, a lesson to learn from mm-hmm. us is, you know, it's, we talk about temptation. Yeah. I, I've been preaching through Proverbs a little bit. Lately, which has been fascinating to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when one verse doesn't have anything to do with the verse after it. Well, I haven't quite gotten to that. Oh, you're section. still in the first I'm still parts. In the, yeah. Oh, okay. But anyhow, I'm in some of the chapters where it talks about the adulterous woman and mm. how the, na- the naive one, Solomon, is teaching his sons. You know, then here's this naive guy that just walks right by the, the woman's house late at night and he's not running away, he's putting himself in positions where yeah. temptation will be easier to uh, come upon him. Well, and this is where we can see our own sinful nature mm-hmm. working against us to sin. Is Are we putting ourselves in position where it will be easier to sin yeah. or where it will be more difficult to mm-hmm. sin? You know, and, and even in that case, it seems like from this text that Joseph was seeking to do that, but even st- even so, you're still going to find yourself in spots where yeah, it's and I've, temptation is there. I've actually heard sermons like Joseph was an idiot because he went into the house oh. when no one was there, and th- that's even worse speculation. Don't go in the, word. Yeah, go in the no. elevator. How did he know that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, it's in the situation that he was left with, Joseph fled. Mm-hmm. And and we 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 take that in into heart. It's so often our sinful nature is mm-hmm. doing the exact opposite. Yeah. It's we're not fleeing from sin. We're not fleeing from the temptation. We're seeing how close we can get to the fire without getting yeah, burned. Right. You know. And whatever sin that might be, mm-hmm. and, and you know, obvious, it's really easy for us to to compare sexual temptation here mm-hmm. because that's legitimately what's going on in Joseph's life. How easy it is for that, mm-hmm. you know, to to because literally, that you know, it's not a plan where the, the passions, the lusts inside mm-hmm. of us get stirred up, and we get a little bit closer, yep. and we get a little bit closer, and then. You're caught in a situation where this compares so amazingly parallel to what David went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. Like you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, you're right. Joseph was inadvertently put in a position mm-hmm. and he fled. David, I don't think, you know, he was trying to, I'm going to go out and to be a pervert. Commit, yeah. <laughs> you know, but hey, there's uh, this lady bathing. Yeah. He didn't turn away. He didn't flee. He called Bathsheba into his chambers. Yeah. 
you know, and, and from there the sin compounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he ended up killing a guy. Yep. And then the, the child died. Yeah. And, and all yeah. of this. And and Joseph, we can let all that evil happened to Joseph and in, in evil in scripture in the, in the in that sense is any misfortune or anything mm-hmm. bad is called evil in scripture. But it was God working to deliver God mm-hmm. saving is the theme of the Joseph account yeah. in Genesis. And, you know, we have, thankfully with David, the theme is God forgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, you know, David, well, you guys screwed it up. You're like, David, you're going to hell. That's not the outcome of the story. Mm-hmm. But w- we see here the wisdom of fleeing from temptation, yeah, the wisdom right. of, of resisting temptation, the wisdom mm-hmm. of being a, a godly person. Yeah. You know, and faithful. And then, you know, the other highlight is we can get vocation into this is that Joseph was simply loving his neighbor in every step of the way. Mm-hmm. He was loving his neighbor by being a good slave. <laughs> as, you know, and, and, and as awful as that sounds, yeah. he, in, the, in the situation he found himself, he didn't sulk, he served his master. Mm-hmm. You know, and when he got to the jail, he served his master and he served his cellmates. Mm-hmm. And then he's loving his neighbor and not um, going through with this sexual activity with his wife. Yeah, with his neighbor's exactly. wife. Exactly, that's yeah. all vocation and action. And, mm-hmm. and we we see at every step of the way God's faithfulness, and we see vocation and action for what vocation. Joseph is vocation. Yeah. Great. Ding ding ding. We get to talk about it. I love it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cool. Now this episode's done. Yeah, we got all the way to the end, but we got vocation in. Yeah. Do you have a uh, passage, Brian? Absolutely. First uh, Peter uh, chapter 5, beginning in verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. Knowing that the same types of same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To Him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Join us next week as we wrap up our discussion on the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at a New Testament passage and its application to our lives. God bless you and have a great week.